If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's going on, everybody? The trio of since the sandbox is here, well alive. Been banging out some episodes for you guys to listen to. Week one of the NFL was awesome. So we're going to give you guys our week two games of the week and some games that should be absolutely dynamite. And we cannot wait for our Thursday through Sunday. But Steve doesn't do Thursday games. Nope, I don't do Thursday games. No Thursday in fantasy. You guys should know this from last year. If not, take your notes. But guys, the week two games of the week, and man, the week one games, I mean, a, a lot of them went a, a lot of ways that we talked about, and a lot of them didn't. So I'm going to go in w- with a game that, you know, Lou, you talked about. I know this might be as one of your games of the weeks, too. Um, so we might as well bang it out together, brother. And that's the Vikings and the Colts. You talked about it being a shootout. I think the Colts are definitely going to play better knowing that they're going to be home. Uh, I don't think that the Colts are worse than Jacksonville, like Kevin said. So don't let them say that to to you. (laughs) But I I definitely think that this will be a shootout. Both offenses will show up. And I hope that this is the, the breakout game for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, man. I think it will be, Steve. Again, it's just we saw that the Colts have a tough time with the run. So did Minnesota. The Colts had a tough time with the pass game. So did Minnesota. So I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to come down to whoever makes those big stops and whichever one of us hits more field goals. And uh, my man Blankenship only missed one. That man Blankenship, he's good, man. Rodrigo Blankenship, really young for the Colts. Everything's looking up, though, Steve. But again, you made a huge snag in fantasy with Taylor late. And uh, now that Marlon Max, it's his team to take. Yeah, so to jump right in after that, game of the week, honestly, for me, it's got to be the Pats in, in Seattle. It's interesting. First time the Pats are underdogs in 64 consecutive regular season games. That's unbelievable. You have the best quarterback in the NFL playing against one of the best defenses in the NFL. And two great coaches who have, a, who have somewhat of a rivalry after that Super Bowl and who are two of the top five coaches in the league in, in Pete Carroll and Belichick. Um, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a lot of QB movement, a lot of running the football, and it'll be really interesting to see how the Pats play in a, a step up in competition. Yeah, so one of my games of the week, and we talked about with the fantasy episode, I think is going to be probably the highest scoring game of the week is that Dallas-Atlanta game. You know, we're talking about two very high-powered offenses against two not-so-great defenses. So I definitely think, you know, it's going to be a sling fest for Matty Ryan. Gurley and Zeke are going to be let loose, you know, and I think it's just going to be a very offense-heavy game. Both teams play in a dome, so it's going to be a very, you know, similar atmosphere as as far as weather-wise for both teams. So it doesn't really matter. I think, like I said, it's just going to be an absolute sling fest. I think this is going to be one of those 38-42 type games. I really do. I think it's going to be one of those first high ones of the year. I think, you know, Atlanta is very good, and I also think Dallas is very good. So it's going to be interesting to see. Game of the week. <laughs> now, that that Pats versus Seattle game is good. That Dallas versus Atlanta game, you know, those games are, are both good. And there's, there's a lot of interesting things to see in both of them. You know, Seattle's definitely going to be heading back home. New England on the on the road, like what's that going to be like? At Atlanta, we know that offense. Um, in Dallas, we know that offense. But what defense will make the stop? And we can kind of ask the same questions for this game, and that's the Panthers versus the Bucks. And the reason why I think that this is going to be a possible game of the week is because this is a division game. So we know that it's going to be very close, very competitive. Um, but the Panthers put up 35 points. We were talking about this. 
in, in one of the other episodes versus Oakland. I know that's not a huge threat, but, you know, I, I definitely think if, if they showed us the potential to have Robbie Anderson to break off one, DJ Moore not even have a crazy game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey still be the same guy he was last year. Um, and the Bucks show their struggles visually, offensively, and defensively. I think that they have, have a, a long way to go. And we'll see who the better team will be on Sunday. Yeah, man. Another great game that I'm honestly looking forward to is uh, the Broncos and the Steelers, man. Uh, how high can the Steelers offense go versus a, a solid defense that was really giving Tennessee problems? Um, they obviously need some running back help. I mean, James Conner is, is a fraud of a top 15 running back. I can't stress that enough. But, man, the Broncos looked good. They need to move the ball more consistently. Jerry Judy had a huge drop, but he did look good in other sequences of the game. Melvin Gordon's the clear number one. Lindsey has turf toe. Uh, that's a big deal, I guess, in the NFL. He's got a boo-boo on his toe, so no Linz for a little bit. But I'm interested to see, man. I don't think Drew Locke is the next coming of Big Ben, but he reminds me in a way of him. Kind of tough, big guy, big arm. So it'll be interesting to see how those two tough, gritty, defensive-driven franchises will match up versus each other. I I like that. And um, guys, just before we wrap up the episode, let's get into some fantasy talk really quick. We know we have our fantasy rankings. Those will be coming out. You guys know that you can ask us their fantasy questions, but you know, we, we don't really get the chance to talk a lot of waiver. So, so week one, who are some guys that you guys are targeting? We know Naheem Hines was a big name. Uh, now that Marlon Mack is going to be out. Uh, we know that the running back Robinson for Jacksonville is a big name. There's still guys like Henry Ruggs out on the waivers, guys like Miko Hardman. Let's hear some names, guys. Who do we like on the waivers? Uncle Rivers. Not to be confused with Riverboat Ron, but, man, he's going to sling those yards. 100%. I think it's clear, Steve. Last year we saw how – listen, last year was all due to the Chargers not being a great football team around him. But, like, now we can see, Steve, like, even if he's going to throw the picks, he's going to sling it. We have weapons. He's going to use them. And no matter what, even if they're garbage time points, it doesn't matter. He can do the stat pad for Same thing that guy's been doing for years, and I love it. Get Rivers the ball and side on that ish to Pittman. He's also on the waiver wires. And Paris Campbell, Steve, Another waiver wire guy had over six receptions, most in his career so far. Looks very good. Uh, and got that BS on sportsmanlike conduct for flexing. Like NFL players don't flex after they do something good. That boggled my mind. But yeah, man, two Colts right there. And Steve, you know I like Jalen Robinson. I'm going to try to soup him in Thaddeus. Yeah, Lou, you were talking about him before the show. Uh, so definitely had to toss him in there. Um, and I'm going to talk about two guys really quick that, that I feel like can be solid guys to keep on your roster, but I don't know how much trust you would have on them going forward. Um, one guy that had a big game week one is Jamison Crowder, and I feel like if you're looking for a guy, especially in one of those deeper leagues, 12-14 team, uh, even for a 10-team guy, I feel like he's someone that gets a lot of work. He, you know, he's a guy that's going to see 10 targets a game, catch the ball around seven, eight times or so. He does have the potential to break it off. I know that it's not a great team, a great scenario with the Jets. Trust me, I know I'm the one telling you this, and I stay away from all the Jets. But for a guy to trust as just a possible flex play or a wide receiver three, um, I think he is is a possible great option to find out there and available. I didn't. I did not see Peyton Bobby get drafted a lot of places, man. And he looks like he's going to get a lot of the snaps uh, for the Washington football team. They're still the Redskins to me. Sorry, guys. 
Um, I won't politically correct that till they get a new name. So I don't just call teams teams. We don't do that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Peyton Barber, dude. I mean, I think he's going to get some snaps. It'll be a limited red zone stuff. But when they get in the red zone, he will be there. So uh, I do think he'll get a lot more snaps than uh, Antonio Gibson for now. Lou, that's that's definitely a, a good one there. I was drawing a blank, but but someone that you talked about earlier in the show that that I definitely think is available in some teams, and you might as well just toss them in your roster and stash them away uh, now. And that's Dallas Goddard. You know, God forbid uh, Zach Ertz ever was to get traded, or or even not, he has his own role in the offense, and you could trust him on a, as a flex play with with a two tight end lineup option, or even just with a bye week. But, guys, that is our games of the week. Before we finish the episode, we've got to say a big thank you to one of, another one of our donations. Joe Cash, good friend of the show, gave us a great donation. Give Since the Sandbox that five-star review, guys. We out. Officer Stasky Cash. <laughs>